Coming up on this episode, we begin with the story of Rocky De La Fuente, how to choose a running mate, and what's hot in board games. Then we get into the week's tech news, including Apple's future compatibility with third parties and the death of messenger bots. Stick around, it all starts right now. This is Don't Panic, episode number 268, recorded March 2nd, 2020. Smart Chips. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Don't Panic, the technology podcast on gadgets, the internet, and of course, you. I am Sean Jennings, joined by the only white man not running for president. It's Colby Rabideau. Hello, Colby. Hi, Sean. What's going on? Oh, you know, I consider running a write-in campaign for the the primary tomorrow, but decided against it. I don't. I don't want the heat. Are you familiar with Rocky De La Fuente? I know the name. I don't know why. It's one of those things. This dude, starting in... I see, I'm trying to look up the exact year he started. He's just a guy. He's not really famous for anything. But he's run in every possible election for the last couple years. Like, going so far as to actually... So he was part of the American Delta Party in the 2016 election. He ran for... President in 2016, Senate in 2016, Mayor of New York City in 2017. He ran for Senate in nine states in 2018. He runs for everything everywhere. Has he ever won? No. That's what's insane about it. Then he's running for both president and the U.S. House of Representatives this year. Is he like competing for some Guinness Book of World Records record or something like that? No, his thing is he's part of the Reform Party and he's like, oh, it's like a he's making fun of the system by by mocking it. But I at see. the same time, like this seems like a lot of work. He got 67,000 votes nationwide in the 2016 primaries and in the presidential election. He got 33,000 votes nationwide. That's a lot. He came in fourth in the Florida Democratic Senate primary in 2016. And in 2018, he ran uh, for Senate in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine states. Wow. So there you go. Yeah. And he ran in Rhode Island as a Republican, got 12% of the vote. What do you run for in Rhode Island? Uh, Senate. Like state Senate or, or the? No, Senate Senate. Oh, the real, the real one. The one that Sorry. actually counts. Anyway, that's your Rocky De La Fuente uh, trivia for you. Wow. I wonder now. Now I'm curious why, like why I've heard that name before, because it sounds very familiar. Because You know why? Because it's always on the ballot. So when you go to check the box, he he because he files for because all you need to get on the ballot. No joke is like X amount of signatures and X amount of dollars, depending on the state. So anyone can get on the ballot. And so somehow he just is always on the ballot in every state. It's bizarre. <laughs> That's weird. I'm going to have to look for him tomorrow. Yeah, give him a give him a vote. I don't know if he's <laughs> in Massachusetts or not, but we'll have to see if he if he made the ballot. Yeah. I don't know if I have to vote for anything besides the the presidential primary. I should uh, look. Yes, you should. I'm trying to think. Um only I think it's only uh cuz I actually my there's a primary for my state senator 
the previous guy got elected mayor of a town, so he vacated. They're running a primary now in the actual election at the end of March. So I think mm. it's only in like special cases is there stuff to vote for. Gotcha. Oh, right. And it's a, it's a primary, too, so it's not like it's... But that's the funny thing is that they tried... They wanted the special election scheduled for the primary because turnout would be higher for Democrats, of course. Um, that's what the Democrats mm. wanted, and they ended up not doing it. So you might see some other elections tag along for bias purposes right tagging along for the bias hell yeah so make sure you go out and vote tomorrow super tuesday states i don't know if we could just vote on our phones do you really want that to to wish for i I don't know do you really want that (laughs) the problem is i really don't want to get up early tomorrow and go to no what what we need because uh, this is going to sound so bad what i'm about to say I don't think we should voting should absolutely be easier than it is today. I agree with you, but there is such a thing as making voting too easy. (laughs) And that, again, I feel bad saying that, but like if, 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 if voting in an election was as easy as like a Twitter poll, like, I don't, I don't know if I like that. Yeah. Maybe it would be like a Twitter poll, but on like a really bad website. So it's hard to do. Ah, and like and like there's like some special pin code password that nobody remembers. Yeah, and it's like it's like on it's it's like a flash website. So you have to go down and figure out how to download update what flash player? two years, right? You know, only works in IE eight, and you're like, what? That hasn't existed in a long time. No, what we need is um, it's Oregon, Washington. I think maybe Colorado as well. They have mail in ballots for with no cause needed. So in some states, you can get a mail in ballot if you're disabled or you're a, or you're active military or things like that. But in yeah. those states, you can just get a mail in ballot like just to get one, and then you mail it in. Like to me, that's awesome. Yeah, that's perfect. I've I've mail. I walk by half a dozen mailboxes yeah. every day. Yeah. I mean, Massachusetts does offer early voting, uh, which was last week, which I totally forgot to do. So kind of defeats the purpose. Yeah. I think I'm going to try. Well, I mean, here's me talking about a year from now. But like last presidential election, I did early voting and I was glad for that. Though, I, you know, I honestly, I don't even know because I, I never really vote I, like I never voted in a regular presidential election in real life. So maybe it was worse. Like I waited a little while for early voting. Maybe it was, maybe it was worse than it would have been. Yeah. I think in primaries, it's not quite as bad as the full, the full real deal in November. Right. One would think that'll be a busy one. I don't know. I feel like I heard on the, the news today or read something that was like, they're expecting a lot of people to turn out for, the democrats and hey it's one of those rare times you know usually by super tuesday the race is kind of more or less decided but this one is still up in the air now uh, right. you, you don't have to tell me who you're voting for if you're not comfortable with that but have you decided who you're voting for yeah i think i'm gonna vote for elizabeth warren because she's a massachusetts lady i think she's pretty smart <laughs> she, is, she is massachusetts lady <laughs> yeah. that, that is right Col- colby's like i see her before i know her <laughs> I mean, yeah, no, I just uh, I feel like she's got all like the pros of Bernie Sanders, but she just is actually old. electable. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not that Bernie Sanders seems dumb, but like this is different vibes, you know. 
Like I, I enjoy him. He's a little entertaining. A yeah. I'm not sure that's sufficient in, in my mind anyways. Fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. That's, that's currently the plan. I don't, I don't know. Maybe you could uh, vote for Rocky. Who knows? <laughs> that's true. Maybe I'll get up tomorrow and be like super inspired to vote for Joe Biden. Well, that's the other crazy thing is that I was reading an article cause some States obviously early voting or mail-in voting. So people have already voted, but today, um, both Amy Klobuchar and Pete Buttigieg both dropped out of the race and people theoretically in the primary tomorrow already voted for them, which is kind of crazy thing. But now some states, what was it? I was reading like Illinois, you can um, fill out paperwork and request your ballot back. And they, <laughs> they like have to give it back to you and then you like rip it apart and then you just fill out a new one. But I don't know if that's true in every state. So um it isn't. You could. They're still on the ballot call, but you could vote for for Pete Buttigieg or Amy Klobuchar. Or I, I, maybe Deval Patrick, Deval Massachusetts Patrick. own Massachusetts guy. Maybe he's on. <laughs> Massachusetts guy, Massachusetts lady. How am I supposed? Could you, to could you imagine it was like President Warren and Vice President Patrick Duval? <laughs> your, your dreams would just come true. Uh, so Massachusetts. I mean, now, do you, will when did? They they start picking their like running mates. Is that only after like the primaries? Like, like there's a candidate and now they'll pick a vice a VP. Yeah, there's usually two ways they do it. One is they announce it just before slash at the convention. Um, or one of my favorite things of all time, which is the desperation vice president pick, which uh, uh, Cruz Ted Cruz did back in 2016 when he picked his vice president like in the middle of the race because he was desperate and Carly Fiorina was was his vice president for I think about a week before they dropped out which was great <laughs> that if you're picking your vice president like now something is wrong with your campaign it's a little weird yes very early <laughs> uh yeah what a time to be alive politics politics this show is sponsored by michael bloomberg <laughs> <laughs> look hey we'll take his honestly that's the one thing i'm excited for is that i don't have to see any more michael bloomberg ads i was yeah. thrilled when tom steyer dropped out because i didn't have seen more tom steyer ads yep mike will get it done <laughs> like the stupid have you seen the one with like it's the boxing ring it's like mike will get in there and fight Michael, <laughs> get it done. Oh my god, it, it runs. If you if you have like any kind of cable or traditional television with commercials, yeah, it's everywhere. I forget what I was watching. Oh, it must maybe it was the Grammys. I not the Grammys, the the Oscars. Oscars? Is that yeah. yeah, that one. I was watching that, and there were a lot of a lot of Mike Bloomberg ads. Yeah, you can't escape that. He was on the YouTube homepage today. Which, by the way, oh, did you know? Yeah. That, you know, the top banner bar on the YouTube homepage where there's an ad, you know that that's, I don't know if it's one of or the most expensive advertising space on the entirety of the internet is purchasing that space. Well, because YouTube is so heavily visited and YouTube.com is so heavily visited that that is like the most <laughs> valuable piece. Uh, so if you ever see an ad there, no, they paid a stupid amount of money to get their ad there. Do you, do you think we could uh, – oh, yeah, I see Mike Bloomberg up there. Do you think we could get a don't panic spot there? Uh, could we? Sure. <laughs> Will we? No. <laughs> no. I still haven't reaped the rewards of the one Overcast ad I bought us a few years ago. Oh, yeah. We, we never took off quite uh, quite as I was hoping. 
didn't, didn't right. pay itself back. Damn. Yeah. When is the show going to start making us money? I was reading an article today that um, podcasts, you know, it's exploding and podcasts are being made into TV shows. Podcasts are being made into books. It's like, where is our brand extension? Maybe, maybe a book is the thing. Like, I don't know what we'd write a book. About. Like a, like a, like a technology guide. Don't panic. Colon. <laughs> uh, uh, a uh, 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 technology guide for the caveman in you. I don't know something. Uh, yeah, could work. Somebody suggested we should post the show on LinkedIn. <laughs> Grow our network. It's yeah. on my resume. I do have the show on my resume. I I have it in my a little side panel on my resume. Yeah, you have a good looking resume. Thank you. You got a nice looking it's resume. A, it's a Google Docs. Shh, they'll never know. They'll I changed some of the colors. Yeah, it works. Um, let's see. So uh, I did have a question for you. Uh, because earlier this evening, you were at a, a board game night uh, via your employer. Yep. And I got to ask, uh, oh, what's the new hip board games out there? What are people playing? What's 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 hot? I feel, you know, it's a growing, expanding market. I'm I'm a Monopoly guy. I'm a... I'm a class. Mm. I'm a stratego guy. So we played the game Secret Hitler. Oh, sure. Which I don't think is a super new game, but I had never played it before. It was kind of fun. It's a little like it's one of those games where like, you know, people are secretly the bad guys and you have to figure out who they are sort of. But, like, it's mostly, like, there's no game, really. It's just a lot of bullshitting. Mm-hmm. And so, like, yeah, it was it was fun. Like, it turned out funny at the end because no one knew. Some people were surprised by who Hitler was. Um, But it was a little, like, oh, I think for my taste, it was a little too much of the posturing. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It was fun, though. I don't know. I don't know if there's any new board games. The newest board game I've played is the Exploding Kittens one, which sure. is kind of fun. Did, you, did we play that at your house once? I've played it. Else? Have we played it together? I don't remember. I don't know. It's entirely possible. Yeah. Perfectly fine game. Yeah, it's fine. Perfectly fine the, game. the oatmeal guy. Yep. Yep. Doing well for himself. He's had like five or six games after that. Yeah, I think he has. I there's a new one about throwing burritos or something like that. Yep. And the funny thing is, if you actually look at the games that I've seen of his, they're all the same. <laughs> it's just like slightly different themes of the same game mechanic. <laughs> but then again, every game out there has the same Cards Against Humanity mechanics as well. Of <laughs> oh, get your friends to pick the one that's the best out of these options. <gasps> right. The like the apples to apples model. That Cards Against Humanity stole. Right. The, uh, yeah. I feel like at some point there's like four different board games. Like there aren't right. that many of them. Right. <laughs> They're right, just right. like rebranded various ways. Yeah, we gotta, they gotta bring back some of the classic games. Monopoly, Parcheesi. 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 I have played Parcheesi, not for a long time, but. 
that was a my my grandma had parcheesi, so that was a, a we used to play it all the time when we were visiting my grandma. Yeah, that is an old person game for sure, <laughs> for sure. Uh, I don't yeah. even remember it like you were just rolling dice, right? Like basically, but again, that's mo- you think think of like uh, dominoes or I'm just trying to think of other like old people games, right? Right. I feel like mostly when I think of old people games, I guess dominoes counts, but it's like mostly card games. Oh, sure. bridge, canasta. Yep. I've never, played, I've never played bridge. I have not either. It seemed complex, but all games do, I guess. Yeah. Mahjong is a fun game. Ooh. Um, yeah, you know what? I think it is time for dice games to make a come. What was like the, the last big, like new dice game? Trouble. <laughs> With a popomatic? <laughs> yes, it's fun getting into trouble. I, yes. I'm a big Yahtzee guy. I will say, if you, if you mention Yahtzee to me, I'm 100% in. I've literally never played Yahtzee. You've never played Yahtzee? It's not that fun, but I enjoy it. It's just, a, it's it's a dead simple game, put it that yeah. way. You don't have That's to like, be a genius to play Yahtzee. I get that. I feel like Scrabble is not fun. But no, that you do have to be a genius to play. I don't think genius is the right word. I don't know. It's just a specific set of skills. I, I feel so stupid. Of I would say of every game I've ever played, none makes me feel stupider than Scrabble. Because <laughs> I don't words good. <laughs> it's hard. Yeah. Yeah. I get it, Sean. I get it. Oh, well. Yeah. I guess we'll have to be adults and not play games for children. <laughs> just go to work. Go to work. But hey, that's our game, Sean. I was about to say the corporate game, (laughs) the rat race, the rat. Oh, man. Tell me about it. That's that's (laughs) that's my life. Working my up way way up that corporate ladder. Have you ever seen that movie rat race? Yes, actually. Weird, weird movie. I haven't seen it. I was just wondering. It, it, It is a very my favorite part of that movie is um and I want to double check I have this right, but um, at the end, so it's a, it's a race. It's an actual race. Um, six teams of people who are given the task of racing from Las Vegas to New Mexico, where a storage locker contains $2 million. And then what's weird is when they get to the end of the race, uh, Smash Mouth is there and they have a concert. And Ooh. then they like all star is like the closing credits song. Wow. Yeah. Sounds like quite an experience. It was a very 2001 movie. <laughs> Actually, today when we were playing the board game, when we were playing Secret Hitler at a very dramatic moment, Smash Mouth's All-Star came on, came on the came on the the radio or whatever. Yep, cuz when I think Hitler, I think Smash Mouth. <laughs> What's the difference? What's Oh boy. That's <laughs> that's a scary thing to think about. Um no, I was looking up a. I know there's a list somewhere on Wikipedia of movies that Smash Mouth songs have been in, and it is a shockingly large list. But I don't think I'm going to be able to locate it quickly enough. But like the number of movies that used All Star is bonkers. It certainly had its moment. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mystery Men. 
Remember Mystery Men? <laughs> I like. I remember that. Mo- I remember the commercial for that movie. I don't think I've ever seen it. It was also an in- the live action Inspector Gadget. That I remember. Wasn't that the Ferris Bueller guy? What's his name? Yes, Matthew Broderick. <laughs> Matthew Broderick. Very strange. But God, just the early two thousands, man. Yeah. It was in Rat Race. It was in Shrek. It was in Digimon the movie. So there you go. What a time to be alive. Uh, Colby, any other any other interesting banter? No, I'm out. I'm fresh out. Because there's really no interesting tech news this week. <laughs> I hate sorry for the people watching, but uh, get ready. But it's going to be a snoozer. But if there's a story in here you want to start with. Let's By see. all means. <laughs> Gmail's new search filter will make it easier to find email. Okay, I have to be honest with you, okay? The only reason I included that very light and boring story is because I wanted to title the episode Smart Chips because I thought that was a funny name. That's it. There's nothing to the story. Google's going to make okay. it so you can oh, filter search. their search, except they're calling them search chips. I see. That's the whole story. Oh, that's weird. So... Now I I have I recently had a a Gmail related uh, change of mind, and for a long time I feel like I treated my Gmail as like we had so much space. Remember, like I remember I got a Gmail I like was coming from my Yahoo account where I had like ten megabytes of free space or something. Mm-hmm. And so you switch to Gmail and you have like two gigabytes and it was like, oh, my God, this is infinity space. I never have to delete email again. Oh, yeah. And so for for what? I don't know. How how old are we for like 16 years? I've been not deleting anything and just archiving in Gmail. And then like my Gmail is almost full now. And I feel and they keep trying to upsell me to storage so I can save the the like probably millions of like garbage emails from Facebook or whatever about like your friend, friend Sean posted this picture. Um, so I've been trying to delete stuff. Like I delete almost everything now and I only keep things that might be important someday. Yeah. I don't know what would happen if my Gmail went away because my whole life is saved in it. Like, every important thing. Like, like today, I, I was looking up the... I was trying to find the name of a plumber that I had hired last year. Mm. And so I just went to my Gmail, searched plumber, and hey, there was the receipt. Thanks, <laughs> Gmail. Yeah. Uh, no, I have about three gigabytes in my Gmail right now. And... Yes, Google does rip me off and charge me, I think, a buck ninety nine for extra storage. I resent that. I was promised free email. Nothing in this world's truly free, my friend. I know. And actually, what they do is they keep. Actually, I got a clear. I got a bunch of old crap in my Google Drive. That's the problem. That's what I'm paying for. Because I have to back up our one trillion gigabytes of <laughs> don't panic files. Yeah. Otherwise, we'd have to panic. Um, the. Uh, I don't know. We should we should have some kind of <laughs> I've been thinking lately, like there's so many like subscribe. Oh, we did. We talk about this on the show. Some kind of app that like you share your passwords or something. We yes, did. we did for streaming services. Yeah. I want like a co-op for for streaming services oh. where like 
or just like computer services where you and your like I don't know four friends like all go like pay for things like s- stupid Google storage or whatever. Yeah, you split or, like, Dropbox or something like that. Yeah, it's not a yeah, bad it, idea. Now it seems very insecure. Probably, yeah. but I like where you're going with that. I just don't know why I'm paying to back up these stupid podcast files that we no one wants and no one will ever listen to. And we gotta, Sean, we gotta offload them into cold storage. If, by that you mean taking the hard drive out of my computer and shoving it in my freezer because yes. that's very cost <laughs> effective much. i yeah. don't have an issue with that yeah you like put them on dvds or something put that's on. what at one point i did backup file on dvds you laugh <laughs> but that was a phase well i don't i don't know if they're still doing this but there was a time when like facebook was doing that like because it was like dvds are pretty cheap and you don't and, you know they last for some amount of time and I don't know, you just write a bunch of them and put ship that stuff off to a warehouse somewhere where it doesn't have to be kept like at 50 degrees and pumped full of electricity. Isn't that nice? Yeah. And now, of course, you can get a little SD card with a zillion gigabytes on it. and You can just <laughs> toss that in a drawer somewhere. Right. Right. Oh, times they are a changing. Oh, yes. Um... I don't know. Let's talk about this. I just picked it. Uh, Apple ways letting users switch default iPhone apps to rivals. Um, this will probably come up later in the year when we talk about some iOS updates, but Apple is reportedly considering giving rival apps more prominence on iPhones and iPads. Um, it's discussing whether to let users choose third-party web browser and mail applications as their default options, replacing Safari and the mail app. Um Apple hasn't allowed users to do that previously. There's also rumors that they're talking about allowing third-party music services as well, uh, like Spotify, not only on the iPhone and iPad, but also on HomePod um, and integrating with Siri as well as the default music app. Now, if you've ever used uh, like a Amazon Echo or some of these other services that have lots of, or even Android, where you can sort of choose your default. Uh, Apple has never allowed that. They may be considering it uh, likely in iOS 14 coming in, uh, announcing later in June. I think that would be great. I think, let's see, if they did this tomorrow, I would still use Safari. I would switch the mail client because I don't use the mail client. I do use the calendar app. You know, I not that I feel like music mostly doesn't matter on iOS, but I guess if you want, maybe if I ever wanted Siri to play something. Uh, who are you using as your mail app these days? Spark. Spark. That's right. Yeah, I feel like I'm too deep on Spark, and I'm just going <laughs> to use that until I die. <laughs> <laughs> You're locked in. I don't like it exactly but i don't hate it either so well i'm gonna give a big shout out to the outlook app which has only gotten better and better and better over time and Mm. i am a huge fan that's good to know and it works great with uh with gmail yeah like the one thing i like about spark is it kind of like syncs your settings across devices so like Mm. when you get a new phone it's really annoying to get it to work, but once you do, it's fine. And it's way less annoying than resetting up all your email accounts on, on your new device. Right. right, right. And multiple email accounts like a, right. like a nerd. So 
That's right. I'm an even bigger nerd because I don't worry about that because I back up my devices over USB and iTunes. So right. they're always synced, <laughs> um, which is very sad. Uh, no, what's... Uh, yeah, I do think I do think this is. First of all, the mail app is not great. Can we just all agree the mail app is not great? Okay. Yeah. I just want to make sure. I have no problem with Apple Music. I have no problem with Safari. Uh, the mail app is gross, and I'm just curious how you roll out this feature because is it? Can anyone be set? Like, if you and I were just like we're going to build a mail app, and we just did, and we called it a mail app, would we be allowed to? In- I, I just I wonder how open it is. Because do you like, really want anybody building an app, or is it like select partners? Yeah, I mean, maybe it's a thing that they like review. You know, requires some app store review. But yeah, I see what you mean. Well, part of the reason they're doing this is that um, uh, they actually have had antitrust complaints in the European Union. Uh, saying that they don't allow enough companies to integrate with the the uh, iOS and is blocking them out. So uh, Spotify actually filed a complaint singling out the inability to run on HomePod. So yeah. I think this is part of, of their way of, uh, of, of helping with that. But it doesn't really solve the problem if they continue to lock out. If it's right. only select people, you kind of have to. It's everybody or nobody. Right. Yeah. I'm trying to think like, I mean, it still works on, it works on, you know, on your Mac, right? Like you can have set any web browser to be your default. Sure. Presumably. Well, Windows you can, but you know, Windows is just a wild, wild west. So. Right. Right. I would imagine it'd be the kind of thing where it's like you opt in and it's like, okay, you do you. Um. But I can't wait until we start getting those annoying Apple pop-ups where it's like, wouldn't you rather have mail as your default mail client? No. Try Safari. Well, that's the the I also want them, in addition to this, to require that Google's apps not <laughs> constantly like uncheck the box that says you want to open this in Safari. Yep. And I also want Another thing I hate is when apps open shit in their own little Safari. Oh, I love that. Oh, no, I'm going to disagree with you. I love that. God, it's the worst. It's never what I want because I'm never assigned into anything. That it's good in select apps like Tweetbot. Awesome. Because I open a lot of links there and I don't want to be bouncing it out. And the funny thing is, like, at this point, I am signed into a bunch of stuff in the browser Mm. in Tweetbot, which I hope that's not bad. Um, it's probably fine, but, uh, but I do agree in certain apps, you don't want that, but uh, God, I do love the option of that convenience of, but the issue is, is that I, I'm a Chrome user on my phone. So bouncing in and out of Safari is easier than bouncing in and out of Chrome. So mm. that's part of it too. So I do think maybe a default, cause wouldn't that be a great feature? Like it's the in-app browser, but it's actually your default browser with all your stuff logged into it. Like, I don't yeah. know why they can't do that. I swear that was a that was a thing that they did once and then it I don't know if it went away. Maybe there was a security problem or maybe the apps don't like to do it because it's like locked down and they can't watch all the stuff you're doing or something. Perhaps. Yeah, perhaps that would make sense. I would. I feel like I'm almost certain that that's why Facebook's Facebook's in it. I would be willing to bet money. That's that's why Facebook and Instagram do that so they can watch. They are always watching. You're not right uh, there. Yeah. 
Yeah. No, that'd be cool though. That man, that'd be a end of an era. That'd be crazy. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, they have over time integrated more and more stuff into their ecosystem slowly, but they have done oh, it. So right. things things are coming. I want them to when they open up the NFC fully, then I'll be really excited. Yes, sir. Tapping things. I want that magic. Booping, booping all over. God, that would have been a good episode title. <laughs> Boop, booping, booping all, all over. over. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I would. Uh, unrelated question is the the news site bloomberg.com affiliated with uh, michael bloomberg it is owned by michael bloomberg okay and that, that is that is part of the issue is that he he originally told them uh, not to report on the presidential race to avoid bias and then they're like but we're a news site we kind of have to and so it created a whole awkward thing it's weird is he also affiliated with like bloomberg terminals like that's how he got rich things? okay that's how he's cool. a gazillionaire. <laughs> it all makes so much sense. Don't you love it when someone's rich and you're like, but how it's like Tom Steyer. It's like, how did he get rich? <laughs> like, I kind of I, I don't get it. Yeah. yeah. Bloomberg, he's already spent six hundred and fifty million dollars on this race. Think about that. Six hundred and fifty million dollars. I'm just saying he can throw a little chunk of that our way. That's like a whole soccer franchise. Yeah. I'd chill for him. I'd go stand outside of my polling place with a Bloomberg sign for like. Have you heard about grand. Mike Bloomberg? Have you heard about <laughs> yeah. Mike Bloomberg? Excuse He'll me, get sir. it done. Mike. <laughs> Mike, he gets it done. <laughs> He'll bring us together. Mike Bloomberg. <laughs> great. Man, wow. why aren't we teen influencers on TikTok? We could have made so much Bloomberg <laughs> money. That's, I, I, was, I was reading these great articles about him and, and his presidential campaign. And basically his strategy is, and this is true. He will basically go into a place, uh, like a city, Chattanooga, just because I think it's a funny name. He'll go yeah. to Chattanooga. He'll find like the couple most influential people in Chattanooga, whether they're politicians or, and he'll just literally be like, "I'm going to hire you, whoever the most influential person in Chattanooga. I'm going to hire you six grand a month. You're now a Michael Bloomberg employee. Now go tell people how great I am." And they do. <laughs> it's bananas. Wow. And I and honestly, I kind of like the balls of that. But at the same time, that's gross. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's gross, but yeah. I guess it's it's not uh not exactly underhanded. It's just no. like no, here's but, some money. But you know, it's it's that age old question of how much money does it take to become president? We're gonna find out. <laughs> it may take a billion dollars for you to lose. So right. He's going to try. Can anyone become president with enough money is a question I kind of want answered. Right. And we will it find out. It would be out. interesting if the answer was no. because Like, like we like this guy so little <laughs> that a billion dollars could not get us to elect him. Right. In no a way, that would, that would be heartening. It would be. It would be. So then the answer is it takes $2 billion. I don't know. Um, Colby... What else is in here? Anything? It's a real dead time. It's going to get yeah. worse, by the way, because uh, I, I was reading. We haven't really talked about coronavirus on the show at all because uh, it's a bummer and we don't know anything about it. But yeah, um, they're already starting to cancel some of the big tech conferences coming up, um, including yeah. uh, Facebook canceled F8. It looks like uh, Microsoft Build and Google I.O. may be 
Um, on the chopping block, we're still like two or three months out from those, but there's already warning signs that those may get canceled. So who knows how that'll... Really, we view all the world's problems through our lens, which is how will it affect the tech news? I don't, I don't know. The human toll is not right. really our problem, but, but the tech news... Yeah. Yeah, as long as we're not part of the human toll, I guess. No, I uh, guess that's... Well, we don't leave our houses anyway, so... We should be Barely. fine. We, we've been in quarantine for the last decade or so. I'm not worried about it. Uh, I have wondered, like, like if you're in quarantine, like, what? how I got to get food. I guess I can Instacart food and just pick it up off my stoop. Well, what's weird is I, in China, initially, they had a rule where you could go out once someone from your apartment or your house could go out once every seven days to get things. But then recently they changed that to you couldn't leave. And I do wonder how they answer that question of how you get stuff. Damn, that's crazy, isn't it? Now I'm even more worried. Yeah, I mean, we've never turns out the global economy shakier than we thought. (laughs) Jeez, we'll see if it withstands the pressure. Yeah, but I did forget to mention, I, again, viewing the world through my perspective, I just got my company to buy me a new MacBook. So I'm going to be a MacBook owner. I'm very excited. (laughs) There you go. Isn't that great? That's good, because if you get quarantined, you can bring your your work laptop home and play with the touch bar. Yeah, no, I uh, no. The only reason I mention is because it's going to take four weeks to get here because everything's delayed because of the uh, coronavirus. Oh, yes, that's what I opened my to look up uh, when my my AirPods Pro are supposed to arrive. Yes. March 20th still. Oh. It hasn't gotten any later. So. Well, that's good. That's good. You don't want it stuck yeah. in quarantine on a barge somewhere. <laughs> Which you laugh, but that's right. where many products are ending up. Oh. Quarantined on a barge. Quarantined on a barge. Yeah, that is that is not Ooh. ideal. Um Let's see. We got we got one more story in here. One more. Can we squeeze some news juice out of anything that's written in here? Chatbots turned out they weren't that cool after all. Yeah, Facebook once again uh, made a promise they could not deliver on. Uh, Messenger got a big update this week. It may already be on your phone. It's already on my phone. Uh, where they're streamlining the Messenger app. Um, they removed the uh, Discover tab, which previously featured like brands and things you could connect with. And as you said, bots um, launched back in 2016. Um, It was supposed to be an interface to connect brands and people um, with these bots. And they launched discover 2017 to promote said bots. Um, And yeah, it's already shut down. I do have the new one still has stories though. Thank God. Yeah, I know. Right. I know how much time you spend watching Facebook stories. That's where all the good stuff's happening. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, Facebook stories. I wonder what percentage of people have done what I've done, which is accidentally post an Instagram story to Facebook because the integration between them is confusing. Have you ever done know. that? I honestly have no idea. Maybe. I'm, I managed to do that with our company uh, Instagram account where uh 
you post and then there's like a checkbox that's kind of hidden where it's like, oh, just send to my Facebook page. That's fine. Just go right ahead. And then they just do it. And I didn't realize it. Um, Very weird. I've definitely done that. Sometimes I do that on purpose with my like Instagram pictures, like actual posts. Stories, though. Confused. So I have accidentally shared don't panic to my story. Why would you do that accidentally? You mean you meant to do that? Well, I always share don't panic. <laughs> I usually don't share it to my story. Do, I share it to like a post. I do like the idea, though, of somebody going to your story and clicking on it. And then like it's an hour long and they're like, just wait. They're like, this seems like really like three minutes. And they're like, this, seems, this is a really long story. <laughs> the whole thing it's just the whole thing yeah uh, i don't know mm, fair enough Both um i did want to quickly mention this story because it's in my interests uh you can decide if it's in yours as well um i love how uh television broadcasts work and specifically how sports are broadcast and there's a tech angle to this uh if you subscribe to the pga tour live through nbc sports goal Gold, uh, you'll be able to do something new they've never done before at the Players' Championship on March 12th. You can select online and watch via any one of the 120 cameras installed around the course. So usually they just follow one player at a time. Um, Some have a couple cameras, uh, but for the first time ever, you'll be able to select from any one of 120 cameras at any given time. Wow. I just think that's neat. Now, will the title here suggests that it's going to make it easier to follow like a person? Will it help you with that, or do you have to do that yourself? Uh, that is a good question. I don't actually know. This article doesn't say, but I, I, I think the manual way. Yeah, you're right. Is you just know your guys on the eighth hole, and you know he wraps up, so you click a camera on the ninth. It would be cool if you could select by player. Yeah, that seems very doable from a tech perspective, but. Right. Like, all you need is one intern that's like, this player's on this whole, this camera right now. Okay, switching to this camera. Or you could, like, way overdo the technology and put, like, RFID chips <laughs> in, like, their hats and, like, track track them down to, like, the inch. Right. That sounds better. <laughs> it's more reasonable. Um, no, but I do like the idea of there's, like... The opposite version of that, where there's some lunatic who's like, I love the third hole. It's my favorite <laughs> hole. I'm going to watch the third hole all day long. <laughs> you know, you choose the way you watch. I could see that being a thing. Like if there's one hole that's really weird or hard or something, <laughs> it could be cool. Yeah, Matt and I were uh, ranting and raving on our XFL episode, or actually I should say I was, uh, about my love of the ESPN Megacast, which they do during the college football championships where there are like 13 different ways to watch the same game with different commentaries and different angles. And it's like it's stupid and unnecessary, but I'm like, that's kind of the future of sports where you can create your own custom viewing experience based on what you're interested in. Mm. You know, imagine a football game where there's one camera angle that's only the quarterback and there's one uh, uh, audio track where it's only the crowd noise and nothing else. Or there's one where it's you can only hear the coach and quarterback or there's one where it's just the the sidelines. Who cares? It's great. There's one where it's everything except for Joe Buck. Yes, I would pay extra for that. That would be great. Or It's like it's just Troy Aikman, but not Joe Buck. 
And so you only hear him respond. That actually does sound very funny. <laughs> uh, have you been keeping up with your XFL? Have you watched any more of it? I I really I haven't. Unfor- I, I and I th- again, it's all about me. But I was very busy the last couple weekends, and I haven't. I didn't really have the. It was always one of those things where, and this was my complaint on the episode with Matt, where I'm like, the NFL is oftentimes appointment viewing. Especially on a Sunday afternoon in the fall, where it's like, oh, the Patriots are playing blank team this week at one o'clock. I'm going to sit and watch it. With the XFL, it's like, I have no drive or need to sit and watch any of these games. (laughs) Right. Like, there's no incentive other than I'm bored and there's literally nothing else on television. (laughs) Now, it's not to say they're not good games or not interesting games, but like, I don't care about any of the players. I don't care about any of the teams. It's yeah, you don't have a team, so it it's doesn't just matter. To, well, that's not true. I did select a team. Oh, you do have a team. And they are and I picked them before, but they are the undefeated Houston Roughnecks. Wow. Who are headed for the championship. I'm very excited. What's the championship called? Well, you may remember, of course, the original XFL. Uh it was at one point called the big game at the end. <laughs> which I which I loved, and that was quickly changed to the million dollar game, uh, because the winning team would split one million dollars, which ended up being like thirty thousand per player. Uh, so didn't say it wasn't that impressive. But in the XFL, the new XFL, it's the XFL Championship game. That's that's that, a little more that's straightforward. That yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So get out there, catch X, uh, XFL fever, catch it. <laughs> Um, <laughs> is it more or less bad for you than coronavirus? Um, it's less deadly, but you'll feel bad either way. <laughs> I mean, do, do you have a team, Colby? Have you picked one out yet? No, because there are a lot of great teams. The the St. Louis Battlehawks. Oh, Battlehawks! The DC Defenders. Looking I like the Seattle right Dragons. Are great. Ooh, I like their logo. They got a good logo. Good team. I like the Dallas Renegades logo. Yes, yes, very nice. The LA Wildcats, probably the lamest team name. <laughs> What's the New York, New Jersey one? Uh, the New York Guardians, of which Matt's a big fan. That's his oh, team. The Guardians. Huh. Yep. That's all that sticks out to me. Yep. So. DC Defenders. Lots of lots of and DC's pretty good actually. They're pretty solid. They're a good team. I was almost gonna pick them. But then I saw mm. Houston Roughnecks were better, so I picked I picked them. Yeah, the um, yeah so there you go. Yeah. Football in the spring. Who knew? <laughs> and golf, but nobody cares. <laughs> uh Colby, I would pivot over to picks, but both you and I don't have any in the sheet. So maybe mm. we'll just we'll just we'll just uh, uh, free associated here. We'll so like jazz. This be like jazz. It's more, more about the picks you don't make. Um, <laughs> is there anything cool or interesting going on you've tried? You're checking uh, out. You're watching. You're hanging out with. No, you can say no. I'm, That's look, okay. I'm looking forward to season three of Westworld. That's coming out. Yes. I, again, I, Westworld should. Only every episode of Westworld should be a three minute long trailer because that's my favorite part of Westworld is the trailers. And then I start watching it and I'm like, oh, that's right. They're like 10 hours of this. And by hour five, I'm like over it. (laughs) 
but damn, those trailers are good. Uh, and then they do like the piano version of the popular song, and I'm like, oh shit. Yeah, I like. Here's my my feelings on Westworld. I think season one was great. I think season two is good, but it was confusing. Like as a whole, as a season, it was very confusing. So my ho- I have hopes for season three that it'll be good again. And then they'll like stop doing it, maybe. <laughs> oh no. We saw how long Game of Thrones ran for. They are not stopping it soon. Uh yeah, I guess we'll see. I mean, they certainly seem to have cut back on the the cast and yes. expense. Yeah. Yes, that's the beauty of a cast. You can kill off most of them. <laughs> They're not real. The expendable cast, yes. Um well, that's cool. I uh, did you get a chance to watch uh, Big Millions on HBO? Did we no, talk about this? It's still in my queue. Oh, I I was I had some time to kill in a hotel room in Charlotte last week, and hotel room had HBO because oh, I'm too cheap nice. to pay for it. Um, <laughs> and so I watched the first couple episodes of Big Millions. It was great. It was really it was really well done. Very very compelling. Um, and I think uh, the final episode came out tonight, or the second to last episode came out tonight. So. Yeah. That was great. Nice. Um, I also, on Sunday, had my... I, I, I consumed something for the first time ever. Mm, it's a beverage. Frog legs. Beverage. Oh. Uh, Coke. Cinnamon Coke. No, I love Cinnamon Coke, actually. Cinnamon Coke's great. There were advertisements for it all over the place here, and I've never seen it in a store. It was new this year. It's a new, it was a new seasonal thing this year, um, yeah. and it was very good. I do recommend it. I would have loved to have made some kind of mixed drink with that. Ooh. Uh, no, I had an energy drink. <laughs> oh, Whoa, babe. look at me. Ooh. I'm going crazy. I had one of those new, I had, speaking of Coke, I had one of those new Coca-Cola energy drinks that they've been, that they I just rolled out. at all. Um, and I liked it and I had energy, so it was exciting. Look at me. That's cool. Did you have it in the morning? No, I consumed it right around noon and it was good because usually I'm fine in the mornings. My issue is like that three, four, five o'clock. Oh yeah. boy, That's when I drag. So I've been trying to cut out afternoon coffee. Boy. Has that been unpleasant? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's that's the issue I have is I I, I, the it is sort of like a drug regimen in a way, but it's like you got to tweak that caffeine. And I'm also it's that issue of I need a certain amount of caffeine at certain points throughout the day, but I'm also trying to stay more hydrated throughout the day. So I need liquids. So when do you balance caffeinated and non caffeinated liquid? Mm. Mm. Yeah, maybe you could drink them both at the same time, like one sip of each. (laughs) Well, I did. I did impress. So, I, you know, I have my team at work and I said, you know what? I'm going to do something for my team. So I pulled my old college mini fridge out of my basement and I took it into the office. So now we have a department mini fridge I have stocked with coffee creamer and spindrifts. So uh, I'm I'm living the dream. I want a spindrift fridge. God. The, the problem with spindrift is I down it way too fast. Like I go through a whole can and like. No time, because it's too drinkable. <laughs> See, I always feel like the carbonation keeps me from downing it too fast. If it was not, like, Hint Waters, remember those? Yeah. 
those I could crush. Like when I had access to those for free, I drank like six a day, which was probably great for me being <laughs> hydrated. But yeah, great when they're free. Right. I, prob- like- I, I also probably generated more plastic waste in that like six months than I did in the, have in the rest of my life. Well, I have issues with the like um, bubbly or um, San Pellegrino. Some of the more bubbled drinks, you're right. I can't do it. Spindrift, I would argue, is mildly carbonated. Like it's not super bubbly. Right. It's not too aggressive. Which, which is nice. Yeah. Um, so if anyone has any recommendations for how to fill my work fridge. Yeah. You let me know. There's always the classic polar seltzer. I'm not a big polar seltzer guy. I never got into it. Seltzer, seltzer was never, was never a thing I liked. Mm. I only like certain flavors, but I never, and and again, that's, but that's also one of those things where I see people consume, like I never have more than one can of Spindrift in a day. I couldn't imagine drinking as much carbonation as I've seen some people consume in like a seltzer throughout yeah. the day. You know, like they get the big bottle and they just drink it the whole day. And I'm like, I would get sick. Yep. That's not that's not nice. I feel like I would just burp all the time. Like constantly. <laughs> Colby, you're looking unusually bloated today. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's unpleasant. Yes, very gross. Um all right, cool. Well, I guess that we should have mentioned Dan's not here. I'm sure people figured that out by now. Um oh, he's not coming. What? Yeah, he's he's been here the whole time. He's just been on mute and we didn't tell him. <laughs> He's waving frantically. Uh, no, Dan is uh, skiing the mountains of Utah because now apparently he's a ski enthusiast. That happened fast. <laughs> Dan went from like never skiing to like being a full time skier in like three months. It's so impressive. Yeah, we should check and see if he's OK. If he's go to hey go to his uh, his Instagram because he, he's certainly posting nice, uh, very Dan-esque Instagram photos. <laughs> Well, that's good. Again, as as one of my coworkers said after seeing his profile, he's like one of the coolest guys I've ever seen. <laughs> Just at his Instagram profile, I'm like, yeah, that's not really a representative sample of Dan. <laughs> not that he's not cool, but you got to look at the timeline. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's like the first six pictures is like three years worth of pictures. Slow down. This isn't like a day in the life. Yeah. Uh, but I assume Dan will be back eventually. Knowing Dan, who knows? Right. It's hard to say. Um, But I have something exciting to tease, Colby. You're going to enjoy this. I can't wait. I talked for, about the Up for Debate show uh, at UpForDebate.tv. It's a great show. Last week, we talked about defunct theme park attractions, which is a personal personal passion of mine. Uh, and so uh, it was a lot of fun dropping some knowledge. But Colby, we're about to enter. It is now March. It's March 2nd today. And it is an up for debate theme month. Are you ready for this? We're doing something mm-hmm. we've never done before. It was my stupid idea. Introducing, and this is where the music starts to play. Our theme month, we're calling it March Madness. <laughs> and the theme of the month is that uh, if you if you know the show or you know us as a team, um, Matt comes up with a lot of zany ideas in general, but also for the show. And so, uh, and I... And usually the sort of veto of, no, Matt, we can't talk about that. That's a bad idea. So I decided to give Matt an entire month where he gets to choose the topics and I cannot say no. (laughs) And the best part is he already told me for week for this coming week when we tape, 
I don't need to do any prep ahead of time, but he doesn't want me to know. He wants me to be surprised. So I don't even know. I'm going in totally blind to this first one. Wow. I'm terrified. Yeah. But yeah, knowing Matt, some of our best episodes have been his idea. So <laughs> um, March Madness coming up. Make sure to subscribe it up for debate.tv or wherever you get podcasts. And as a fair warning, I already made a promise me that Sean Tember is coming later this year. So <laughs> stay tuned for that. Um, Amazing. Fun stuff. Fun stuff happening all around. This is, of course, Don't Panic at don'tpanic.io is our website. It's very nice. You can go there. Uh, the audio, the video is there. You can also get information on where to subscribe to the show, wherever you get podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Overcast, all the major sites were there. The video versions on YouTube as well. And of course, uh, you can reach out to us at Don't Panic Show on Twitter and email us, don'tpanicshow at gmail.com. We appreciate everyone who joined us live tonight. We're live most Monday evenings, about 10 15 Eastern, over at Facebook.com slash Don't Panic Show. It's a great place to be. Comment, hang out with us, and have a nice time. Uh, but that does it for this Monday night because Colby and I desperately need some sleep. So uh, on behalf of him and Dan and myself, thanks, folks, for being here. We'll see you next time on another Don't Panic. This has been a Coffee and Beer production, executive produced by Dan Miller, Colby Rabideau, and Sean Jennings. To learn more, visit coffeeandbeer.tv.